Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Have you checked the children? children. I want to play a game. The box. You opened it. We came. This is the All America Hello and welcome to another edition of the All American Spook Show podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with Will, hey, hey. Donnie, Yo. and the Professor Smoke. What's up? And this week we are coming at you with Donnie's choice. And Donnie, what, what are you bringing to the table this week? No, oh, this is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, from uh, 2010. Yeah, I, I've seen this before. It's been a while. This is the, this is definitely the first time I've watched it. Probably. Last four or five years or so, but I didn't watch it right after it came out. It was one that was like on my list for a long time, and then for whatever reason, I just never got around to it. And then when I finally did, I'm like, "Fuck! I, I wish I hadn't waited so long." But um, yeah, yeah, this was. Uh, what, what what about uh, you, Smokey? Have you, had you seen it before? Yeah, so I did see it. I don't know if it was when it first came out. When it first hit streaming services, it was I guess probably around 2011 or 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there when I first saw it. Yeah, uh, it was on Netflix at the time. I don't, I don't know where it's you know it's streaming out since. I, mean, I had the DVD, so I've seen it about I don't know three times now. Well, this is probably the fourth time I've seen it, but it, it has been like you more than five years probably since the last time I've seen it. Uh, it turns out I waited until twenty twenty three to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you mentioning something about this one at some point, like in the past. Like, yeah, I want to get around to that, and I guess you just never did, right? Yeah, um, like so many movies. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I try to stay on top of movies a little bit better than TV shows, but man, I got a list like a mile long of like TV shows I want to watch and just not enough time oh, in yeah. the day. Not enough time in the day. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, that, that's what Donnie brought to the table. Uh, before we get into it, I'll go ahead and throw, the, throw out that you should go visit aaspookshow.com. That's the center of the Spook Show universe, like we like to say. Um, there you can go to our YouTube channel, you know, where we do uh, uh, monthly videos over there. That'll take you also to our Patreon, which is also patreon.com slash a spook show, where we have monthly videos and a monthly uh, audio podcast over there called Crapster Peace Theater. Where, you know, if you pay attention to our socials and everything, we, we often talk about it here on the episodes. You have a chance to vote for whatever piece of turd that we throw out there. We throw four choices out every month. And then the following month, we do that over on Patreon. So um, I'm completely blank. And what are the four choices right now? No, I think it's the room, right? That's still. Um. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, the room. Uh, yeah, I've got the list right here. Now, you've got until um, the end of the month. So literally tomorrow night at midnight, January 31st, you've got until then to cast your vote. And you can go on our socials and vote as many times as you want. You just find the posts. You'll see the poll over on Twitter and everything. Just go there, vote as many times as you want. But we've got The Room from 2003, Eight-Legged Freaks from 2002, Cats from 2019, <laughs> That damn movie found its way on the list again. <laughs> and then Sharknado from 2013. So three good, horrible movies. 
I chuckle because the way that you said cats, you you were so disgusted by the, there, by the, the cats. There's the, there is disdain in my voice. I've never seen it, uh, but I don't want to. So please, God, don't vote for that. <laughs> do not vote for that. Whatever you do, but um, yeah, we've got we've got four we've got four good turds there for you. So you vote on that, and then we'll let you know at the beginning of February what we're going to be watching, and that'll be uh, toward the end of the month. Uh, over on patreon.com slash AA Spook Show. That'll actually be on February 24th. That will be the release of whichever one wins the poll. So, um, But yeah, aaspookshow.com, that, you can find all that stuff. Uh, obviously, our past archives, everything. And we incur- always encourage you to go over to allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. You can email us any comments or anything uh, anything else. If you just want to tell us to go sit on it and spin, you can do that there. So uh, yeah, so without... I'll, all that out of the way, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, jeez. Whoa, Jesus. Did you see the way those guys looked at us? Who wants to go skinny dipping? You hate pancakes? I'm, I'm gonna make you something else. What am I doing here? Fell into the water. I dove in and rescued you. We'll go find your friends. You should relax. Tucker and Dale are on the case. What is this place? It's just a cabin. It doesn't mean they're psycho killers. Then why don't you go in there and talk to them? All right. Maybe I will. <laughs> I said maybe. Dale? What are you doing? I'm, I'm digging a crapper hole. You mind if I help? He's making her dig her own grave. There's no rules out here. It's us against <laughs> them. Oh, good looking friends are here. Are you okay? Saw your friend out there. He must be allergic to bees or something because he was running like a bat out of hell. This is a suicide pack. These kids are coming out here and they're killing themselves all over the woods. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. The girl that we have, she can maybe explain the whole thing. You've got another one inside. Oh, she's in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Heads up. Oh, you gotta take the safety off on the side there. Don't do that. Ah! Start being more careful. Freak. Fire! Stop, 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 stop. No, don't, don't use that. Let's get you down from there. Wait. Sorry about that. This vacation sucks. All right, so there, there's the trailer for that. So uh, I guess we can go ahead and get into some of the background information before we dive in and start a little roundtable discussion. This movie debuted. January twenty second, twenty ten, at Sundance Film Festival. It's kind of, kind of. You don't hear these kind of movies debuting at Sundance. I mean, they have a pretty open, wide open, uh, uh, you know, list of like genres of movies that they do at Sundance. But this this definitely doesn't seem like something that would have debuted at Sundance. But still, that's pretty cool. Um, but it it also debuted. What good lord! That was uh, well over a year and a half later on VOD on uh, VOD 
here in the United States on August 26, 2011. And, but it didn't finally get a, any kind of theatrical release. And even that was limited until September 30th, 2011. So quite some time between its debut as Sundance and then it actually hitting, you know, limited screens here in the U S that's well over a year and a half later, you know, knocking on two years later by the time it actually got saw, you know, mo- most people uh, would have seen it. Yeah. But it's it w- right about, right about the same time I saw it. Uh, it was produced by Eden rock media, Luby Lou <laughs> and Reliance big pictures. Oh, and urban Island. And it was distributed by magnet releasing. Of course, this movie is rated R. Total runtime of one hour and 29 minutes on IMDb. It's listed as a comedy slash horror. And it was filmed in the Alberta, Canada region, that area from June 15th to July 27th of 2009. So, you know, roughly six months before it debuted um, at Sundance is when it wrapped for a budget of best I could find around $5 million. And it went on to a a worldwide gross of 5.2 million. So at best they broke even you know, as far as the box office is concerned. Although I'm sure, you know, movies like this, they probably made their money back and then some on DVD sales, rentals, uh, mm. you know, VOD, all that jazz, you know, much later on. Um, as we usually do, I have the top 10 on the weekend that it debuted in theaters. So that was the weekend of September 30th through October 2nd, 2011. So this is the top 10. Um, I will add that uh, this movie did not finish in the top 10. <laughs> this was uh, number 45. <laughs> in the box office that particular weekend. Cause it only played on 30 screens that weekend, but the top 10 contagion number nine killer elite number eight, the debut or, or opening weekend of what's your number number seven abduction number six, the de- opening weekend of dream house number five, opening weekend of 50, 50 number four, opening weekend for courageous number three, the Lion King, that was a 2011 3D release. That wasn't the, the live action movie. I think that was the original, you know, Lion King animated feature from Disney re-release in 3D. That was number three that weekend. Number two, Moneyball. And number one, Dolphin Tale. Um, all I take away there is that was a god-awful weekend for movies. There was only a couple Are you of- kidding? Dolphin Tale was amazing. <laughs> I would imagine <laughs> it, it, it made... Uh, Let's see, thirteen point nine million that weekend, just because like, well, there's nothing else playing, and uh, we got to take the kids to do something. So, <laughs> dolphin tail it is. That yeah, dolphin without a tail. I mean, come on. <laughs> but yeah, this movie was directed by Eli Craig, who uh, also uh, uh, directed Little Evil and uh, the 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 Zombieland pilot, which never aired. And he was he's also been an actor in The Rage, Carrie Two, Space Cowboys. Remember that one with like Clint Eastwood and bunch of other like older mm. actors. Um, and it was written by Eli Craig and Morgan Jurgensen. And it stars Ty- Tyler Labine as Dale. Um, he was on the series invasion. Uh, another one called Reaper. He was in the movie rise of the planet of the apes, little evil, you know, the same one by Eli Craig. Uh, and, uh, mo- more recently in the last few years, escape room, the first one, actually like they, he even had a small role in the second one, but it was more like a flashback from the first one. Um, Alan Tudyk is Tucker. He is the voice of K2SO in Rogue One Star Wars story. Um, he was in the series Firefly. You know, that, that one, you know, anybody that watches that one just, you know, it's only lasted one season, but it has this huge cult following. Yeah. Uh, the movie iRobot and tons and tons and tons of voice work on a bunch of animated features, you know, uh, series, movies. I mean, he is one of the, uh, 
more in demand voice guys for like animated stuff, you know, over the last what 20 years or so. I mean, t- I mean, like you just go through his IMDb filmography, man, he's got a shit ton of cartoons and um, movies and series and everything. So that would be the things you would most recognize him from. And he, he has a show on, uh, I, I guess it's still on sci fi called uh, Resident Alien. I'm not sure if that's still running or not, but more recently I saw him on that. And it also stars Katrina Bowden as Allison. She was in, uh, of course, Donnie, you would remember, th- Piranha 3 Double D. Yep. And uh, sc- <laughs> Scary Movie 5. She was also in this, like, a huge run in the series 30 Rock. And apparently she's been in, like, 200 and something episodes, I guess, still to this day, of The Bold and the Beautiful. So I guess that's kind of what she's up to these days. She's just on that old, uh, soap opera, The Bold and the Beautiful. So uh, did you guys oh, have... Yeah, that, that's what I remember her best from, of course. <laughs> That's really all I had as far as like the general information type stuff. Did you guys dig up anything else you wanted to point out before we dive into it? Not, not, not actors, but I mean, this I thought was interesting, and I might forget it if I don't say it now. But and I haven't seen it on the DVD, but apparently on the DVD there's a function where you can watch it from the college kids' perspective. Yeah, I was <laughs> with Tucker Dale being the bad guys. I mean, being the killers, the murderous killers, or whatever. So <laughs> that's you know what, and I was I was I I read that, and I don't have the DVD, so uh, um, but. Like, I was reading that, and I was, I was just thinking, man, it just, if it had, like, if you were to watch that, yeah, it just doesn't, to me, it just doesn't no. have the same dyna- dynamic. It's just like uh, any... They'll make it. I mean, their interaction with yeah. the college kids, but them and their scenes without the college kids, too. I mean, yeah, I can imagine it would be pretty damn boring. <laughs> yeah. I think just... it would be, I, I'm always interested to hear when there's an alternate cut of anything. Like, I, I think it would be interesting yeah. to see once, but would it would it hit the same? Absolutely not. It wouldn't be... It wouldn't be anywhere near as entertaining as, you know, the way it was intended. It won uh, Best Screenplay uh, f- at the Fang- Fangoria Chainsaw Awards in 2012. Tyler Labine was nominated for Best Actor uh, for the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. And then also at the, also uh, Katrina Bowden for Best Supporting Actors. They're both great in it. I mean, yeah. for what this is, yeah, I mean, I, they're, they're great in it. I did notice that, too, that it, was, it won uh, Best Screenplay. And uh, best limited release direct to video film. It's intermission, it's intermission. It's intermission, it's intermission. Ice cream, candy, lemonade, too. And there's a hot dog waiting for you. The popcorn's popping and it's ready to go. You know, all the great food is still in the show. Get up out your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out the service. So I went over to Audible and I typed in Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and surprise, surprise, nothing came up. So I just <laughs> so I just typed in Hillbilly to see what would come up. <laughs> and we got a couple of uh, couple of things here. We got Hillbilly Elegy, a memoir of a family and culture in crisis by J.D. Vance. That one is uh, almost seven hours long. Then we have Hillbilly nationalists, urban race rebels, and black power, interracial solidarity in 60s and 70s, new left organizing. That sounds pretty fucking deep for our audience, but that sounds interesting on any level to you. It's there on Audible, and that's, that's almost eight hours long. And then, most importantly, now, this is one that Donnie had recommended, so I'll just go ahead and read it. It's called Hillbilly Rockstar. It's a, uh, it's a romance novel. It's, it's, it's book six of the Blacktop Cowboys series. 
<laughs> by uh, Lorelai James, and that one's uh, almost 12 hours. How was that one, Don? I mean, I know you're not much into reading, but listening at least, how was that one? Is that pretty good? Uh, you know, I must have been drunk when I uh, recommend, yeah. recommended that one. You should really stop mm. drunk, drunk texting me audible recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, um, oh yeah that's my gender snap check it out <laughs> so if any of that sounds interesting on any level and i'm sure you know there's something for everybody go to audibletrial.com slash book show again that's audibletrial.com slash book show for your free audio book so let me uh i'm gonna hop on over to imdb and i'm gonna type or type i don't like typing i'm gonna click on plot summaries and see what they got to offer here as we've been doing here lately uh, it looks like we just got a couple. Will, you didn't put one on there this time, so unfortunately, you're not going to win the award. But uh, We've got the one-sentence one. Affable hillbillies Tucker and Dale are on vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin when they are mistaken for murderers by a group of preppy college students. That sums it up pretty well. you know. <laughs> mm. I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot of twists and turns that go along with that a little bit, but yeah, you know that, that pretty much sums it up. This one's a little longer. Submitted by Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) Two lovable hillbillies are headed to their fixer-upper vacation cabin to drink some beer, do some fishing, and have a good time. But when they run into a group of preppy college kids who assume from their looks that they must be inbred chainsaw-wielding killers, Tucker and Dale's vacation takes a bloody and hilarious turn for the worse. That's just a longer version of that one sentence, really. It didn't really add much to to the proceedings. But, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the plot here is that it's it's basically just a series of misunderstandings, like this entire movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's pretty accurate. Um, so I mean, really, I guess we can start there. I mean, like, they, I think they did a good job of of that, like setting the story up to be like it's really uh would you would you say meta smoke kind of in a way like in that um similar to like uh, uh behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon in some ways, in the sense of like. Yes. They're they're poking yep. fun at the tropes and everything, but there's what what is what you're seeing happening and what they think is happening is two different things, right? True, yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, I mean, not. They don't go so far as to break the fourth wall type stuff, but yeah, it is still meta though. Still very much poking fun at sort of uh, I guess stereotypes and horror. Also the uh, what do you call it? Confused type. I mean the the comedy type thing of comedy trope. I guess you call it of uh, situations being stuck in a situation where. <laughs> You're you're thinking you know it's this way and the other people are thinking it's that way and it's crisscross kind of like reminded me of like some Jerry Le- Jerry Lewis type stuff too <laughs> in certain cases. That's funny. It's it's very uh, some moments it's very slapstick, you know. Yeah. Oh man, yep. I like Dean yeah, Martin a... Jerry Lewis meets Evil Dead. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely the first time I think I've ever seen a movie, uh, especially a horror movie. Uh, like entirely played on misunderstanding like this. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like uh, most of it's done comically and everything, but some of them are just so hilarious, especially when like, they, the Tucker and Dale, they're innocently like just there to fix their cabin up and have a good time on vacation, and everything, go fishing and everything. Right. But meanwhile, these college kids, like they're so paranoid from the beginning that they just think these dudes are killers. So like, you have so many moments of just them like we need to go attack them let's go attack and then when they attack they <laughs> they, they kill themselves like you know i don't think they killed one, one person they all kill themselves so then yeah, it's like yeah. that it's like that uh joke in the jerk where uh the dude's trying to shoot at him and then like uh his conclusion <laughs> is that he hates these cans because <laughs> the bullets oh, yeah. are 
just popping the oil cans. It's like that. Like, you know, they, they look at it like, oh my God, all, all these guys, they must be in a cult. They're in a suicide pack. So they're just coming out here to kill themselves. <laughs> and some of them are the one, I think for me, that was the funniest was, um, the wood chipper. That was, yeah. that was, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Dude yeah. bends over just at the perfect time. And then he just takes a <laughs> header and he's, oh my God, this, t- <laughs> this college he stops. This dumb like college the, uh, kid just just leapt into a wood chipper. <laughs> but at the same time, right before that, you know, where you have a uh, where they were digging the the outhouse, the hole for the outhouse, and then the you know the college kids come up on him and they're like, "Oh my yeah. god, I can't believe he's making her dig her own grave." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then they, you know, they charge them, and then the other guy kills himself by accident by falling in the pit on the spot on the stake or whatever they it was trying to charge with. At the same time as the other guy jumps, you know, jumps uh I think it's a Tucker. Tucker is the the uh, the bigger guy with the hat, right? Or is that Dale? That's yeah, Dale. Yeah. That's Dale. Okay, so yeah, Tucker, the other one is charging Tucker at the same time. The other guy was charging Dale, and it falls in the hole, and they both kill themselves basically at the same time. Yeah, you, <laughs> you run through it. Like, the very first one that gets it is Mitch. He impels himself on a branch, and that's when they're running side by side because there's, he's getting a, oh yeah he's getting attacked by bees, <laughs> and he just happens to look over at him right as the dude just impels himself on a branch. Oh yeah, that that whole scene was hilarious too with the chainsaw. Whenever well, when you know he cuts <laughs> yeah. in the log, you you see the beehive there, and then he hits it with the chainsaw. They're flying all around, and he's like. He's running around like Leatherface with the chain, yeah, like he, doing the chain. He comes, he comes running nice. around the side of the cabin, just waving it around like. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that that would be the way you would react to it, like on, yeah, both, I mean, on both fronts, right? Yeah, like if you were getting attacked by bees, you probably I don't know if you'd wave a chainsaw around. I'd probably throw the chainsaw down myself. But well, that's your. I mean, would you, you would at, you would at least be like, holy shit! You know, you'd be waving your arms around. I don't know if you'd. Fucking leather face a chainsaw around. I love it. Uh, I'll speak from experience. Uh, you just drop everything and run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're not gonna. <laughs> what are you gonna do with a chainsaw, right? First, but, but and then on top of that, the natural reaction. If you saw a dude run around the corner with a chainsaw like that, yeah, you'd be holy fuck. And then you, you know, so like it's 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 perfect. It's perfect. And then like and you then said, he I thought that was funny too when he outruns the guy with the chain. The guy yeah. who thinks he's being chased, he's like just runs right past him. <laughs> I think at that point they're kind of both running from each other, really. You know, like this guy's crazy. Well, no, that guy's crazy. And then who? <laughs> well, I think Tucker had actually like kind of caught up to him. And I think the kid was still running, but just not as hard. Yeah. Like, what the heck is going on? And then got impaled. Then just right into a tree. It, yeah. They both looked at each other confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> and he's like, why aren't you? <laughs> that was well, great, they reference that later a little later in the movie uh tucker or rather yeah tucker says something to him about to the other college kids about when they were running side by side and he said yeah oh he said something about being uh he must have been uh, allergic to bees because the way he was running <laughs> <laughs> i also like too that um uh now i'm getting confused on who tucker and dale are which one's which <laughs> it's a uh, 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 the t- big tucker. guy is dale okay tucker when he's got the 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 bee stings on his face, he pours beer on it. Something happens to him later on, and he pours beer on it. Like maybe it was when he cut his finger; he had his fingers cut off, and he's pouring like every ailment he had. He just pours beer on it. <laughs> and apparently, that was a thing that uh, Tunic came up with. I, I guess in that scenario, it makes yeah. as much sense yeah, as anything, you know. But <laughs> he's like, "Oh my god, he cut off his bowling fingers." <laughs> it's so specific. Like if you see two then, fingers, like you know what the fingers are for. What the hell? 
And then, then to jump ahead towards the end when he's like sitting in the hospital and he's got the girl's finger on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly they're just picking up body parts and they just reattach the girl's finger on his hand. But Todd is yeah. one of the college guys. Todd, he's chasing them or he chases Adam when he, when she's digging the hole or whatever. Perfectly. He swings his shovel around. Knocks he's got her, it on his shoulder. Yeah. He knocks her out. So she doesn't see it happen. That dude runs in and falls like drops the spear, I guess, and then falls on his own spear. So once again, the, tails himself. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and he's, <laughs> and then he's just on top of him, just bleh, bleh, just bleeding into his face. And he's, <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> at, actually at the beginning, I, it was, it was, uh, at the beginning, there, it was right before they got pulled over by the sheriff. Uh, Tucker spills his beer in his lap. Yeah. Um, cause he's driving. And, um, and Dale's like, Oh, I got a rag. And he leans over to dry up the, uh, uh, beer on, I guess it was on the floor and it looked, looked like he was blowing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was blowing Tucker and the cop pulls him over. And of course he gets stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it ta- and, uh, it leans up and takes his shirt off. Oh, God. That was awesome. That was funny. <laughs> Once again, it's just a series of unfortunate <laughs> misunderstandings the, pretty much the entire way uh, until it kind of breaks down at some point where they all know what's kind of going on. And then, oh, you know, yeah. but, even then, though, people are still accidentally dying. You know, even though once once everybody knows the lay of the land, like, all right, these hillbillies aren't trying to kill us kind of thing, they still, you know, die in stupid ways. How about oh, yeah. the, the, the booby trap that's in that cabin where you take out the pillar and the, and the board swings down with, with the nails on it? So you know, yeah, like you old. see, you see that at the beginning, and you know that's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's gonna, you know, that foreshadowing for sure on that one. And then of course it's when the deputy or whatever he was, a sheriff, when he goes in there and leans on it, and sure enough, bam, just <laughs> catches it to the head, and then goes out to the car like, when he talking like, that's probably how you talk, bro. Yeah, I guess if you had a board with nails in it in your skull yeah you probably if you didn't die instantly you'd be like what did he sound like milk, 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 milk. <laughs> and dale dale's like i can't believe he's still walking yeah. <laughs> uh chuck shoots himself because he he tells him to take the the safety off the pistol and he, of course he turns it around and pow <laughs> Yeah, as, as I, you can take the safety off to make sure there's you know maybe there's bullets in there or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. Uh, 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 I guess our piece of advice: if you take anything away from this episode, kids, don't don't check your gun by pointing the <laughs> gun at yourself. Just don't, don't do it, <laughs> or at anybody. <laughs> that's been the more you know segment here on the All American Spook Show. The more you know. <laughs> There's probably a lot of takeaways from this movie of things not to do. Yeah, yeah, like Naomi shouldn't uh, uh, have a weed eater to the face. That's probably not going to end well for that you. That was awesome. <laughs> that, yeah, that was that was also one of the better, um, you know, kills. And the, this once again series of unfortunate events where Jason gets burned <laughs> from the moonshine because he, I, don't, I forget how the fire started. It was a well, it was Allie, Dale, Tucker. Naomi and Jason were all in there. Um, actually, I'm sorry. And Chad, um, I think Chad was in there too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jason, Jason, but yeah, Chad was in. It was there. right before the, um, the whole cabin blew up. <laughs> yeah, Jason busts in with a weed eater, and he goes after Tucker, who ducks, and then Naomi gets a weed eater to, to the, the face. face. Yeah, struggle ensues. Uh, Jason is set on fire. 
uh, by the, I guess, the lamp or the I, torch been, or whatever. Yeah, it was a lantern or something. <laughs> Chloe thinks it's water, so yeah. she pours moonshine on him. That's what... <laughs> and, and, you know, and the cabin at, burns. This is after, explode. by the way, Chad had already took like a gas can and kind of thrown it everywhere <clears> because he was going to burn yeah. it down, right? And then, then as the fire starts and after the moonshine thing, they look over and say, I really meant to take that out of there. And it's like a pile of like, you know, 15 gas cans just sitting in the corner. I really meant to get that out of here. And then they all run out. Boom. Chad survives yeah, then, it though. Yeah. He comes out half burnt. <laughs> I love the big, very much two faced. I love the big <laughs> reveal at the end though, where they go and they find the newspaper and it's a picture of the guy that was the killer, but it looks kind of like him as a hillbilly. And then, Chad, yeah, yeah it, like Chad is a hillbilly. And then like the line is, uh, it's true, Chad, you're half hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> like it's this thing to be totally ashamed of that you're half no. hillbilly. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> well, and then there was a setup. Was there a setup in the cabin before it burned down with, uh, where they had the little, uh, powwow that, uh, what's her name? I can't remember the girl's name, the, the blonde girl that was friends with Dale and, you know, that uh, they had taken, taken, yeah, where, uh, she was making tea for him, right? And she was gonna have him sit down and talk it out and all that. And then she, and then Chad sets up his chamomile thing, right? As long as it's not chamomile, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm allergic to chamomile or whatever it was. Yeah. And then that comes back. The yeah, of course. Yeah, because the, he, then he throws the chamomile out. at him. Yeah. Chad freaks Dale out. Falls says, out the window. Yeah, Dell says, "I remember everything I ever heard." Yeah, and that was, you know, that as goofy as that is, right? That that is a clever way in this movie to explain a lot of shit because, like, mm. Dale is generally Dale and Tucker both are kind of goofy you know, hillbilly-esque that, you know, guys in this movie. Yeah. Right. But like it explains why Dale would remember these random things later on. Like it explains the T thing, right? Like, you know, and, and yeah. other things. So like I thought they did a good job of like, we're showing you the, the booby trap that's coming back. We're showing you the chamomile tea that's coming back other things, you know, so it, it makes it make sense. And it's not just dumb coincidence. I mean, it is dumb coincidences, but <laughs> You know, you as the viewer, you can see these things coming. So, you know. Yeah, they set them up just earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they set everything up nicely, so it all makes sense in the end. Tucker gets the shit beat out of him pretty much throughout the movie. He loses a couple <laughs> fingers and everything. But in the end, he survives. And then basically the movie ends with Dale and Allie going bowling. Right? <laughs> so you get a happy ending. I, honestly, yeah. I'm surprised that they never made another one. Yeah. Yeah, this would have been like a fun sequel. I, I just I love this movie for what it is. I'd heard you know? I'd read somewhere when I when I was looking for the background information for this that like apparently there had been talk at point different points mm -hmm. of them making another one, but I think kind of in the end the last update that I saw on anything about it was kind of like there had been a script, but it just didn't make sense. It didn't it didn't work, <laughs> so they just basically well, just kind of shelved it. Better than going with a script that sucks, you know what I mean? Like some people will just yeah. say. Yeah. Hey, you know, we got this, we threw this together. Just let's, let's catch lightning in a bottle again type thing. And, you know, thankfully they didn't water it down that way. Plus two. It's, it's great by itself. Plus two is, I mean, it's great and all, you know, and we'll get to our ratings here shortly, but mm. it's not like this was such a massive, massive success that like, oh yeah, we can't wait to make another one of these kind you know, like it was successful enough yeah. and it has probably become a little bit more of a cult thing in the years since. But I guess in that regard, you know, there's probably not a bunch of people lining up to give them five, ten, fifteen million dollars to go make another one of these either, you know, because I I do think that you you probably lose some of what made this one great if you're putting these dudes in the same exact situation again, you know, like it would have to be some similar setup, wouldn't it? If you're gonna do it again, like 
Oh, what, what are the yeah. odds that these two guys get in this same situation where there's this massive misunderstanding yet again? You know, like <laughs> there is some comedy there that could be milled out, but overall, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I think they would have to come up with a totally different premise. I mean, something just equally as funny or almost as funny as you can be, you know, to the first movie, but not have it just repeat the yeah. odd situation of being, you know, because then, yeah, like I said, it would be just, it would just be repeating the same thing with different jokes. They'd have to have come up with some kind of different premise that was equally as funny, I guess. And call, call me, them, and call me stupid, mm-hmm. but it took me a minute to realize why they called this Tucker and Dale versus evil. Cause <laughs> a good portion of the movie, I'm like, why, why, why is it called that? It's kind of weird. like, you know, when you hear a title like that, you're thinking evil dead. It's kind of what I'm thinking, you know, like mm-hmm. there's zombies and monsters and shit like that. There, there's two, these two guys are fighting evil, but then, like I said, maybe I'm a little slow and dumb, but then I'm like, oh, okay, that guy's evil. <laughs> Chad. So they could have easily have called it Tucker and Dell versus Chad and it would have, and it would have had the same. They would have taken on a different meaning in, uh, you know, 2020s with yeah. uh, Karens and Chad's. I guess so. So yeah, there you go. That's, I guess that's uh, pretty much uh, it for our conversation on it. So I guess we'll go ahead and get into the ratings. So Donnie, you brought it to the table, so we're going to give you the I first did. crack. Yeah. So uh, I'm, you know, I may be higher than, um, you know, what you guys will be on this, but, uh, um, I'm going to give it four and a half. Um, the, uh, the wood chipper scene is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it's pro- probably my, my favorite kill, uh, in the last few episodes of ours. Yeah. There's, uh, it's, there's, there's a spot, which actually we didn't talk about when, um, uh, <laughs> when Tucker, is okay. So Mike jumps over him, you know, basically where he was into the wood chipper <laughs> and Tucker is trying to get him out, you know, and yeah. then once, <laughs> once the wood chipper stops, it basically just hangs up, you know, in his body, you know, and he's like, are you okay? And he's just covered in blood. Yeah. Covered. In this, no, covered I am in not. <laughs> but, uh, not, to me, it gets funnier and, you know, better with uh, repeat viewings. So, yeah, that's uh, four and a half. That's where I'm at. Will, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to go with four. This was such an original movie. I mean, you can't not rate it fairly high up there. And it was so fun to watch. For me, like, the reason I, I can't go quite as high as Donnie is, you know, everything building up with this is, is leading up to the, to the punchline of when they eventually see the cops. And them trying to explain it. And I feel like like after that joke hit, which was hilarious, it felt like the movie didn't quite roll like it did in the first half of the movie. Mm. That's the only negative I've got on this, though. Professor? Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty much going to echo Will and Donnie's sentiments on it. I mean, it's a great movie. It's fun. It's It gets better with repeated viewings. Like I said, I think this is at least, this is my fourth, fourth time seeing it. And it's, you know. Even better that it's been a number of years since the last time I revisited it. So, still as funny as hell though is the first time I saw it. Uh, and also, like Will was saying too, I, I agree with that up to a certain point. That point though, when the after the cop, I know it has to pick up steam and move towards its climax and get you know action, more action and stuff like that in it and everything. But yeah, it does lose a little bit. Of, lose it sacrifices the humor momentum I think there in order to play out the rest of the story, which pretty much had to do I guess. Uh, I think I'll go with, I'll probably go with four because I mean it's it's entertaining as hell and it's it, you you can just watch it over and over again and it doesn't lose its momentum. I don't think so. Four stars. I can't disagree with a lot you guys have said. It's a fun movie. It's hilarious. 
That being said, you're going to be surprised. I'm going to go a lot lower than y'all. I'm going to give it two and three quarter stars. And that's just based on my own scale, you know, compared to some other movies that we've done, mm. those kind of things. Like, the, I mean, I, I think this one, I enjoyed it this, this time sitting around. I'm, and I'm not going to say that it loses a ton of, of, of uh, rewatchability, but I think it does a little bit once you've seen it, you know, because then once you know what's going to happen and how it plays out, it kind of loses some of its luster to me. So, you know, that being said, maybe it's not a movie that you could watch over and over again, in my opinion, and still enjoy it as much, but it is one that you, once you, like, for, I will say this, I probably would have gave it a higher rating the first time I watched it. This time, mm-hmm. it's not like it's, it, it became shitty or anything like that. It's just kind of like, well, I know where they were going with some of these jokes, so mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't hit me the same way. So, for that, I'm just going to go a little lower, but still, it's a fun movie. If you're just wanting, you know, a good a comedy horror to watch, that's that's gory. Because I mean, like, there there are a good handful of those type of movies out there, right? Smoke where you know it's kind of funny and gory. Yet, yes, this is another one of them. But th- this one, like, I think it's a good marriage of all that. You know, you got and you got a good acting acting job from the lead. You know, Tucker and Dale, uh, Ty- Tyler Labine, and Alan Tudyk. They do a great job in this movie. So I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. Just I don't. My rating can't quite go as high as you guys, but. You never know. Maybe upon uh, further reflection, I could I could re-rate it one day. It wouldn't surprise me. But for now, I'm just going to stay there. All right, let's get into the the stats that everybody loves. Let's let's toss it on over to Donnie. Connections from the crates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, you know, I, I had mentioned, uh, you know, ginger snaps and we were, uh, <laughs> uh, talking about, uh, the audible, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So, uh, basically if you're new here, uh, you shouldn't be, but, uh, anyhow, uh, so what we do with this, we take the current movie and we, um, connect it to past spook show episodes. Um, so on the cast side, we've got Jesse Moss, who plays Chad. Um, he was in a uh, prior Spook Show episode, Wolf Cop, and he was also in Ginger Snaps. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I had actually forgotten he was in Ginger Snaps. And anyway. I had forgotten about Ginger Snaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just happened to, happened to see it. So, uh, uh, but yeah, the, so that's the, uh, uh, the cast side. And we've got... Um, uh, on the crew side, we've got a uh, stunt uh, coordinator, or I'm sorry, a stunt uh, crew member, uh, and also uh, pyrotechnics, um, Dustin Brooks. Uh, he was also did the same role for Trick or Treat 2007 and uh, Josh's favorite, House of the Dead, mm. Crafterpiece <laughs> Theater. So, really, if it uh, starts yeah, that, with Josh's favorite, and then you fill in the blank with anything from Crapster Peace Theater, I know you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. We thank you for that, Donnie. And now we toss to mm-hmm. you, Will. Kill. 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 What number did you come up with for this one? Uh, I've got a 13 on this one. Uh, we've got the uh, camera crew uh, that got beat with a pipe. At the uh, 80s uh, couple, uh, one of them took a saw to the face. The other one got stabbed in the neck. Uh, Mitch 
impaled on a tree, tied, impaled with a spear. Uh, Mike chucked himself into the wood chipper. These kids with their uh, suicide pact. <laughs> he got the sheriff with the nails to the head. Uh, Chuck, who accidentally shot himself. Uh, Chad's dad, who burned alive. Jason lit on fire and burned to death. And then uh, Chloe and Naomi um, burned in the cabin. I just I just love the nonchalantness that you like. <laughs> All right, here's the horrible ways that people die. Uh, beaten with a shovel. Uh, all right, so uh, our last little bit, that, that that's just a natural transition to you, Smoke. Gore score. Yeah, this is for an R-rated movie. I think it pushes it that R rating pretty far for the time in 2010 or so when it came out and was rated now. These days, you can get away with, I think you can still get away with a little bit more in an R-rated movie, even than you could in 2010, and certainly get away with a lot more in an R-rated movie than you could in the 90s. So, so uh, But when it first came out, I was kind of, I'd heard a little bit about it before seeing it, and I was, the only thing I was disappointed about before going into, before watching it was the fact that it was coming out already. I thought, hmm, uh, I heard it was supposed to be pretty splattery and all this stuff, so how much, you know, how much you're going to be able to get in an R-rated movie? But I was pleasantly surprised, so... Uh, it's not necessarily prolonged. I don't think, you know, you don't, it's not all throughout the movie. It's not gore filled, like say evil dead two or something along those lines, but it, it would have had to have been unrated for that to happen anyway. But I think they do get a decent amount in here and it's fun. It's, it's, it's a slapstick type comedy. So you got that splattery splat stick. I don't know. Is that a thing? Splat stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as Will had laid out with the kills, uh, some of them were pretty, well, the, the wood chipper is probably the goriest. Yeah. Although, I mean, in that scene, it's mainly blood splatter. You get to him jumping over into it, and, he, and you know, is it Tucker holding his legs as the blood yeah. spraying out of it and everything? And then a little bit later, you get the body yeah. <laughs> when they're trying to. We didn't really talk about that when they come back to try and get the jammed body out of it. Yeah, he's pushing on it like leverage, trying to get leverage on it. Because here, uh, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna push down on it. You pull back, and then he he comes out with half the body, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then of course Tucker is like dragging the body across Dale and. <laughs> Dragging it up across his head and everything. I would say if I had to pick one of the splat of the goriest kills, that probably would be it. Uh, all the other stuff is kind of spread out. Like we said, it was in the beginning with the saw, the flashback saw blade throwing like a ninja star into somebody's head, right? The, the machete in the neck and just a whole bunch of different various spread out parts that were uh, that were good. But I I'd give it a seven. I think pushes that R rating, but it's not prolonged throughout the whole movie. It's got its moments where it's where it gets pretty splattery, but like I said, that uh, wood chipper is probably the most splatter splatter moment in the movie. In the movie, so seven uh, seven on the gore score meter. I said, wrap it up. We've got a seven on the gore score. We've got a thirteen on the uh, kill count, and our consensus rating, all four of us combined, is three point eight out of five stars. So obviously, we recommend the hell out of it. Go check it out for sure. And uh, I think by and large, the uh, audience and critics agree. Over on IMDb, it gets a 7.5 out of 10 stars, and that's with well over 180,000 ratings on IMDb, so that's quite high. Metascore's pretty good, too. Uh, Metacritic, remember, there's a 0 to 100. It gets a 65 there. <clears throat> and then over on Rotten Tomatoes, 85% on both the tomato meter and the audience score, and it's certified fresh. Audiences and critics and us agree. This is a lot of fun. Go check it out. So there you go. We're going to leave Tucker and Dale in the woods, but we're, uh, we're, we're going on a, another gory movie next week. Our next cannon fodder movie. <laughs> gory for different reasons, I guess. I don't know. But we're going to watch Mannequin. Now, this one's kind of... It, 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 <laughs> it's canon, but it's not canon. 
we'll explain on the episode, but it's kind of canon adjacent. I'll, I'll leave that there, but I'll go ahead and give you the uh, IMDb synopsis. A young artist searching for his vocation makes a mannequin so perfect he falls in love with it. Finding the mannequin in a store window, he gets a job there and his creation comes to life. So this is a flick from 1987. I, I would imagine anyone of a certain age has probably watched this movie at some point or another. So uh, it, it ought to be interesting to see. <laughs> this is this is a uh, we haven't quite traveled down the road of something like this here on the Spook Show. I, I don't think it's kind of unique. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into that next week. I guess that's it. So uh, uh, for Donnie, Will, and the Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast. We encourage you to go over to aaspookshow.com. Check out all the latest and greatest in the universe. And um, we'll, we'll talk to you next week with Mannequin. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.